Hello everyone and welcome back to Series 4 of the Public Eye Podcast, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and throughout this series, I've been speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how these companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Well, today I'm really interested in our guest. I'm joined by Annette Kelly, founder of Little Penny Thoughts. So Annette, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's great to be here. Now, before we begin the interview, Annette, I'm going to give a little bit of background into your business. So personal development coach Annette Kelly founded the brand Little Penny Thoughts, an online community which started out as a simple positive wellness page that was launched on Facebook. The brand though now has received over half a million followers across its social media platforms, reaching and inspiring an audience worldwide. Now every day, The sisters, yes, her sister is involved too, they share uplifting quotes and inspiring mantras with an aim to encourage confidence and promote well-being within others. And as we're going to hear from Annette, she says that the purpose of this business is that she and her sister, Orla, want to create a safe space online where people can come to be empowered, inspired or encouraged through the power of words And we know that words are very powerful because they can hurt or heal. Well, Annette, I have so much that I want to ask you. And I know we only have sort of 35 minutes. I'm fascinated by this whole area of well-being and words as well. So I think what you're doing is amazing. But can you tell me how it all started for you. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Yes, so I am from a rural village called Carrickmore in County Tyrone, um, born and bred there. And I suppose um, I'm a very much a community person, Sarah, and Little Penny Thoughts started in 2015. And it was, it came really out of nowhere. And when someone say, how did it come out of nowhere? It wasn't planned. This was never um, meant to become what it has. And I, it has gone beyond, grown, beyond, grown beyond my expectations. And I think when initially my way, mm-hmm. and my, it's still my way, why I want to start um, an uplifting page online was to try and inspire and empower others on a daily basis through the medium of words. Now... Back in 2015, I was still teaching. Yeah. And um, you're a primary school teacher. Primary school teacher. And this was a hobby. Um, I was doing it from my bedroom in the evenings. I was finding, I wasn't actually writing the quotes myself. I was finding quotes um, from books and online and sharing them um, through the medium of Facebook. And all of a sudden, the the growth and the following um, started to um, escalate and I didn't really know what was happening. Um, you were definitely doing the right thing at the right time though because motivational quotes are everywhere now and maybe they always were but especially with what we've all been through over this last while mm-hmm. every day I look for something and some meaning and some purpose and some understanding and some clarity and the quotes whether they are quotes from people all through history mm-hmm. or they're generated by people like you yeah they 
they seem to touch the soul, don't they? Absolutely. And, you know, what resonates with one person and may not resonate with yeah. another. And that's the beauty of a quote. And everyone can interpret in it in their own way. And I like to put up um, quotes with meaning, a bit of variety. Um, some are uplifting, some are deeper, um, and also some are fun mm-hmm. as well because it's a bit of a dolly mixture. Um, and that's my life as well, a bit of a dolly mixture. Um, I love variety. And I do think that um, throughout my teaching career, um, I'm a qualified primary school English teacher. Ah. So I always had a love of words and literature, even at school. And now for it to become my career, um, things have become full circle, um, really. And definitely teaching would have guided me to where I am at the minute. So well, that's it. And we hear that, you know, that everything you do in your life takes you to the next stage. Um, and it's no job for life anymore. But if you hadn't have had yeah. the experiences in the classroom with the children, mm-hmm. um, you maybe wouldn't have felt the same motivation. Do you think that um, what you were witnessing with teaching young people, did you use quotes in the classroom? Did you help? Did they help the, the young people? Yeah, very much so. You know, the quote of the day. Um, oh, the word of the week, especially when it came to kindness and, you know, being... Word of the week, I love that. A word of the week, and it would always have been a positive word to try and instill within young people because that's where it starts. It starts at the grassroots level when we talk about well-being. Um, oh, it's never too late to start taking care of your well-being, but I think as a child, um, whether you're a parent or a teacher, we have a duty to try and instill well-being and health within that child because you know we're all vulnerable but children are especially vulnerable um and i just that's i in my classroom i want to create a safe environment Mm -hmm. and i also try to keep um my social media safe environment as well where people can come and be um uplifted and maybe find the quote when they need it the most yeah, so it's all about the positivity, which is fantastic. So you're teaching, you're doing this on the side, which was probably a little bit of a hobby at the time, but then it's become your business. Yeah. So talk us through that journey, you know, when, when it's suddenly about making money and mm-hmm. it's got to keep a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe your goals are different mm-hmm. at that point. And, and also bring in your sister Orla. And, yes. and, and how did that all happen? Yeah, well, it was a very, you know, it was a strange journey, Sarah. I'll not. Um, it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. Um, nothing ever is. Nothing ever is, and I think that even though I said I don't know where it, it came from in terms of little panny thoughts, the more I think about it, it did come from maybe me struggling within myself. I was trying to find a deeper meaning in life. I was trying to to claw for the good because maybe my thoughts weren't um, as. I wouldn't say positive, I would say optimistic as I wanted them to be, mm-hmm. as they used to be when I was, you know, a child or a teenager or even in my early 20s. It seemed to be in my mid-20s that I had a wall in my life where I, I lost a wee bit of myself and it was through um, quotes that would have helped helped me a lot and that's why I decided to share them. In In reflection of that, I was still teaching and I was very much the the social media was growing but I never it never ever crossed my mind to create a brand from Little Penny Thoughts it was just a page that lived online and really just a bit of crack <laughs> that's 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 what it was isn't it great when you can turn a little bit of crack into <laughs> your business it. so how did that happen and previous to the release of the calendar in 2018 we teamed up with the Michaela Foundation 
which is a charity very close to my heart. And we created a book of quotes and um, all proceeds went to the foundation. Wonderful. And I think then three years on, um, me and Orla then decided to create um, a flip calendar, which people could have by their bedside locker. So it wasn't a book that would maybe gather dust as such. It would be something that they could open up each day and be inspired and try and instead of just the online world have something tangible in their hands mm. that they can actually read and even smell the paper and the turning of the page and it's something that you know I, I don't want to lose um, from the digital world I like to try and pick up the pen whenever mm-hmm. possible and pick up the book whenever possible because I think we need both Mm. I'm um, the same I actually had started to keep a positivity diary through lockdown good for Do you, you. now it, it's hit and miss and I usually find that it's when I'm going through those struggling times that I want to write more but when things are going well I forget is not always the way but mm-hmm. the power of looking for the positive and I mm-hmm. saw I was looking at your Instagram last night you had something there about you know just write down one good thing a day mm-hmm. stop focusing on the negative and look for the good mm-hmm. it works Hunt, hunting the good um, is a habit that you, that you can get into because um, we can have automatic negative thoughts. I call them ants, and ants can just totally infest us. And sometimes we can automatically think negatively, and it's easier to think negatively than to see to see the positive. And I know there's a lot um, of talk at the minute about toxic positivity. Yes, I know it's not just possible to be positive, stay positive, um, but I think we have to try and take the action in order to be feel a wee bit more positive feel a wee bit more optimistic within ourselves because it's easier to feel down and angry and negative about certain things that we are faced with in life because we we are all challenged i don't know about you but i think you know toxic negativity is way more harmful than than toxic positivity again it shows you where your mindset is Mm -hmm. if you're not looking for the positive and i have been in places in my life mm-hmm. where it's hard to see the positive and when you're really struggling and you've alluded to that mm-hmm. yourself yeah um it, you can get into a mindset where you know you're bitter you're resentful mm-hmm. you're maybe jealous of others success mm-hmm. you're comparing your life to others all the time so this the positivity message is is so important to start looking for it. The hunting the good. I haven't heard yeah. that before. I love that. Yeah, hunt the good. And also that if you are going through a tough time, um, you don't have to just automatically s- snap out of it. No. There are ways that you can take the action to feel a wee bit more optimistic about your life. And I think um, when it comes to toxic positivity, um, people can feel under pressure just to feel good all the time and feel all biz and they kind of feel as if they shouldn't be feeling a certain way and then they feel guilty mm-hmm. about feeling yeah. you know negative and bad and I suppose that that comes with the mental health um of people as well um just they can put pressure on themselves and try and push themselves out of maybe a bad place but with the right help and support um, there, there is a way out. I mean, if you look at your, you know, what your business started off as a Facebook page, um, but when you look at your Instagram now, with over a hundred and twenty thousand followers, you are speaking to an audience who needs this. Mm. 
But when you talk about toxic positivity too, the danger of the Insta world where the Mm -hmm. photos are beautiful, everything is staged, there's nothing that goes up there randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are you careful about that too? I have become increasingly careful um, Mm -hmm. about that, Sarah, because I don't want to portray a life that is amazing and blissful and that and unattainable and unattainable and that everyone's hunky dory because I can say right here, right now, it's a real roller coaster. But I actually, at present, I'm enjoying it and I'm embracing it. But there are some times where I don't, and I have to step back and think and reevaluate things and re- reset, like many of us have to do. Mm. However, on social media, people only see a snippet of your life and they can paint a picture in their head that, oh, they have it so good or they have, you know, everything together. And it's not always the case because people only show the highlights. Of course. They only show the good stuff. And Do you not think social media as well is a great indication of where somewhere someone is at in their lives so for sure you know somebody's all over facebook or whatever and fantastic and then you see nothing for six months and you think where have they gone what's happening what's going on and for you when it is your business and you're maybe not feeling a hundred percent and you think i've got to bring that Mm -hmm. positivity today and i don't feel like it I think now I I'm aware of of how I feel. I'm I'm very I'm in touch with my emotions. Um, and now I can draw back whenever I I, I don't portray. Um, if I'm not feeling it, I wouldn't come on all biz. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just like I take a wee day off, and it's it's good to take days off, and it's yeah. good to switch off and reconnect with yourself. As I say, disconnect to reconnect, and I don't feel the pressure anymore to be this positive penny as I got nicknamed right, <laughs> before penny. which I didn't you know I didn't really I didn't I didn't really appreciate it because I don't always feel like a positive penny I'm just I'm very much an Ed Kelly and I'm human like yes. everybody else but I would also used to think because I'm you know putting out uplifting positive quotes and I must feel this or else I'm a fraud Right. Whereas so, actually it's the opposite, I would have mm-hmm. said, that you have to be real and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot about speaking your truth at the minute. Very much so. But it takes a lot of courage to speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Because you you don't want to offend anyone. Or you don't want to show vulnerability. Well, that's it. That's true, Sarah. That is that is very true. Um, I don't... I talk about my mental health um, journey sometimes... But I don't make it um, the vocal point of the page because it's something that, you know, I still struggle to talk about. But I know as a mental health advocate, it's important to try and break the stigma that that anyone, um, no one's immune to this. You know, we're all at risk, no matter whether you're bubbly, happy, have people would say, but sure, how would you have suffered in the past when you've so much going for you? You can have so much going for you, but inside feel as if you've nothing going for you. Mm. And that is um, a massive driving force behind Little Penny Thoughts that I want to help people realise that even though they may feel at times worthless and lost and directionless, that there there is a path and there is a way. Um, it might be full of thrills and spills, but that I think that's the journey of life. Mm. Um, and that's how... in. On my social media, Sarah, I like to keep it as real as possible mm-hmm. without maybe overexposing myself because I know that a private life is a happy life also. Mm. 
This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. Um, but it is amazing, it must be amazing to know that your words and your posts and your honesty help people in their daily lives. Um, and to see that what you've created out of a hobby is having such an impact. And when you hear back from people. Yes, it is, it is very heartwarming, especially when I'm, I'm meeting now people face to face again. And they can tell me about a time that they read a quote and it, it helped them. And that that also helps me because then I, I believe that my passion and purpose, you know, I'm on the right path. And that was always my intention to help people. So when I'm hearing that feedback, it encourages me to keep going. Mm. And then evolving as well. The business is evolving. evolving. So, you know, I've seen you. We've never met before, yes. but, you know, I'm very aware of you. I would host different events and I see you popping up on, on schedules and programs. But yes. when we could have live events and then we had virtual events and, you know, you were a guest speaker and a keynote speaker mm-hmm. at a lot of things and running webinars. And do you like that side of I love it. Working? I'm very much a people person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love getting out and about and, you know, as you say, sharing my message and you know, trying to speak my truth and connecting with you know, the attendees there on, on a very human level. You know, I like to keep it real when it comes to self-care and well-being and looking after yourself. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting back on the road again and speaking at live events again. Because Have you been missing that? Very much so. Zoom and Microsoft Teams was, a, I'm very thankful for that alternative, but um, I don't think anything can beat the atmosphere um, within a room of people and seeing their, just seeing their faces and just the, just the energy in the room. I I would buzz off that when so it comes if, to my talks. If anybody is planning, <laughs> planning to organise an event and and they were interested in knowing a little bit more, what would you say yes. you would bring to their event? What would you do for them? Well, I would like to bring energy to their event. I would like to bring optimism to their event and also. Um, if I'm ever hosting an event, my whole aim is to create like a living room atmosphere so that it's nice and cosy and comfortable and that, you know, the attendees are at ease. And if, if people are at an event, you know, they're out for maybe out for the day or out for the evening. So I want to make it fun and enjoyable. Um, and if it is a well-being event with plenty of takeaways that they can maybe apply to their own lives. And if there was a takeaway for every, anyone listening today, because I'm sure, you know, you've a different focus and a different goal and a different objective. But, you know, we've already heard about hunting for the good and not letting the ants of the negativity oh crawl, creep all over. But do you have a favourite quote or anything like that? I'm putting you on the spot. I have so, here, but I have so many, Sarah. And um, I'm, that's a question that I'm often asked. <laughs> but I think in the headspace that I'm in at the minute, one that I keep repeating to myself is that comparison is a thief of joy. Mm. So when you compare your life to others and compare your path to others, sometimes you can feel inadequate and not good enough. 
I dropped a rain, I didn't think, you know what, this is my path, this is my unique journey, and start seeing what you've got going on for you in your life mm-hmm. without looking at other people's lives and thinking they have this, they have that, or they can do this and I can't do that. And it's all about that attitude of gratitude, appreciating everything you are rather than focusing that everything that you're not. And it's a it's a mindset that I can very easily slide into. Yeah. Then I remind myself that, you know, there are no real rules here. You know, life isn't a race and we're all at different paces. And we're all at different stages from our friends or family or even people in business. Yeah. So if you always think that other people are ahead, you're always going to feel behind. Mm-hmm. So I just try and keep things as a level playing field. And as long as that, you know, you're doing your best and being as kind as you can be and, you know, hard working, then that that's all that really matters. So they're kind of like your life values as well as your values for your business. Are they both aligned? Both aligned, both mm-hmm. very much aligned um, because because I'm self-employed and because I run my own business, I live and breathe it. Therefore, the lines are very blurry. People say, you know, a work-life balance. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a myth. You know, I try. I try and switch off, but I try to strike a balance at the minute, it's not happening, but, you know, every week's different. Yeah, Some I, I, I'm really interested to find out every week's different. It, you, you sound like you have a similar lifestyle to me. I'm yes. a self-employed um, person yes. and it is so difficult sometimes to, you know, there's no typical day. So the variety is is massive. But it, can you outline maybe, you know, do you have Mondays I do this, Tuesdays I do that, Wednesdays I do this? Do you have to get some kind of system or process in place? I think it's all about discipline. Yeah. You know, when I was teaching, there was structure laid out for me. You know, I yeah. had, there was a timetable. You knew you'd be there at half eight yes. in the morning. And sometimes I found that personally quite restrictive mm-hmm. um, for me and what I wanted in, in my life and how I wanted my life to look like. Um, now at the minute, it is there is serious variety within my week. It depends. Um what's what's on and maybe what what I'm booked for but um I'll always have my Wednesdays up in with Orla and we that's where we reconnect and plan and you know get our heads together in terms of little penny thoughts and you know weekly reflections about well we're sisters so we talk every day yeah but nearly Wednesday's our day and um, where we try and get structure in place and do the things that we need to do that maybe that we we didn't get at during the week and I think it's good to set aside time. And so you always do that because that is interesting. You know, you could easily let that slip. You can easily let it slip, but when you commit it and it becomes a habit, mm-hmm. then it's just your day. And that's why structure when you're self employed and run your own business is is important. And how far do you sort of look ahead in diary bookings, etc.? Because things can be landed on you at last minute or you know, how do you how yes. do you cope with all of that? Um it's a ba- it's, as I say, it's a it's a balancing act, and you know I'm I'm trying my very best um at the minute, but the likes of with products, um for little penny thoughts we need to be you know eight months in advance wow. in terms of Christmas you know we're we're ready for Christmas hopefully now in terms of you know our our printing orders for our Christmas stock but we've only learnt that. The hard way. Right, when you weren't ready. When we didn't weren't have ready. Enough. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you learn through. I don't say it's failing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we've, we haven't failed, but sometimes in reflection, we haven't been as prepared or as organised as, you know, we, we needed to be. 
Um, but now, now we feel that we've come to a stage where we know what's ahead of us, especially our peak times would be Christmas and the New Year's with the calendars and the, the one day at a time diaries. Um, we know now when we need to be prepared for Christmas, but so we've learned the hard way. Um, so talk us through the products that you have then. So our products are our Little Penny's Book of Thoughts. So that's our original product and we have a volume one calendar. And last year we released then a volume two calendar um, and they're perpetual. So they last year in, year out and they, do, they don't go out of date. Great. And, and start again. Start again. <laughs> Let's start again. And um, they seem to have went down really well. I love people sharing them on their social media from all across the world and I just see them placed in their homes and their bedrooms or their kitchen windows and it always gives me a like wow. a buzz and say, and as for Orla too recently we employed my brother oh which now it is very much a family affair Sarah and he's up there um you know with Orla as well and he would manage distribution and packing and orders and so talk me through the numbers there orders wise what, what are we yes. talking where, where what countries are you going to and what well, how so, many so are you selling so international mm-hmm. um we're an international and, and every year we're growing and every year we can't believe the the demand but i am i'm so grateful i'm honestly so grateful um because this wasn't we didn't have a big strategy sarah um when it comes to this we just knew that there was demand for for a little penny's book of thoughts calendar, and the the growth has been great, and it's it's taken us it has taken us back, and we just hope that we can keep evolving, keep growing, and sometimes that's the fear. Sometimes you think, yeah, is my luck gonna run out? I know, I know and that feeling. That's, I understand that's, that's that. Bus- that that is business, and that's how sometimes I feel. But I know that's a aunt's mindset that's an automatic negative thought you know because if you put your heart and soul into something you know hopefully it will work out and if it doesn't you you just have to pivot and learn and move on easier said than done of course but I know that um I feel very safe with the likes of our team at the minute obviously because it's a family (laughs) affair we all have each other's back and we all listen to each other and communicate very effectively and I feel that every year we become a wee bit more educated on how to run a business more smoothly. Now, does it always go to plan? Absolutely not. However, when you look back and see, you know, how you've learned by actually doing and taking the action, that's the only way you gain confidence in business, by doing and taking the action and feeling the fear and doing it anyway, mm-hmm. stepping into fear and thinking, Right, I don't know how this is going to go down or if this will work out, but you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and that would be a key message to anyone that would like to start up their own business. Um, just try and tap into something that you're you're passionate about and will bring value maybe to the lives of other people. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's I have to say, Sarah, it's a wonderful thing when a purpose and a passion collide, mm. and that's why I think that I am thriving at the minute within myself because. I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Um, That's wonderful. And when I was teaching, I was meant to be teaching, mm-hmm. and I don't regret teaching at all. It's a wonderful vocation, and I have many friends that are teachers. And if um, Little Penny Thoughts down the line um, doesn't work out, then I will still have my teaching. Now, I know that's, that's <laughs> a 
that's not a thought that I want to think of. I want it to to grow and yeah. you know live on forever, and I th- and I hope it will. But you just have to be prepared in business that you just don't know what each mm-hmm. year will bring. And I think and realistic, and it's nice to know you've got a plan B or a crutch or something to fall back that's on. It. And everybody does. Everybody even, needs that. Even though some people would say to me, "But I don't, I don't have a degree. I don't have this. I don't have that." But I say, "But you have skills. You have a personality." Mm. You, you're so valuable to, you know, any any workplace that you go into. And I don't think people really value their skill set and their personality. They think that they have to have a certain tick box or, you know, all this stuff on paper, which is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, degrees and qualifications are brilliant. But as an entrepreneur, as someone that wants to start their own business, they, they don't al- always have to have these big qualifications behind them um, in order to achieve what they want to achieve. Now, in regards to coaching, we know that it's very important ethically to train and to be qualified because I think in that sphere at the minute, um, people can get mixed up between coaching and counselling. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the yeah. coaching. I mean, it's something I'm fascinated in myself and, you know, you, you and I um, both have qualified yes. in, in, in coaching. But what is coaching for those who don't quite understand or you're, you may be thinking about, you know, a sports coach or something like that? Yes. So when um, when I was approached about coaching, actually a wonderful lady called Bev James said to me, I was speaking at the um, Northern Ireland fitness show. It was my first first big speaking gig in NA, and she got in touch with me after that. And my, I know my talk was rough <laughs> between the edges because I was, I was quite nervous, yeah. but I was just giving it my all. I was still teaching at the time, and she planted a seed in my head that I would make a great coach. Mm. And... I was like, a basketball coach? Or <laughs> what is this coach? Now, in terms of I didn't really know what life coaching was or things like that, and I actually didn't think it it was a real thing, mm. to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was credible. Mm-hmm. And that that was back in 2018. But when I did my research, when I actually went over to London for the induction with the Coaching Academy and realised that, you know, there's... There's so many areas of life coaching. Mm-hmm. It's not just a broad spectrum of I'm a life coach and I can sort your life out. Yeah. Absolutely not, because no one can sort your life out. No, nope, there's no magic wand. There's You've no got ma- to, you can only sort yourself. That's it. But there's so many areas within coaching, yeah. such as personal development coaching, business coaching, and that personal development um, and personal performance was the one that appealed to me because I believed that that matched my skill set and it teamed very nicely with teaching. And my training's on ongoing and I'm always learning and I'm always adding um, to my skill set and knowledge base. But um, the coaching works very much hand in hand with Little Penny Thoughts. And that's where the concept of my workshops, Wellness From Within, came from. It's very much a sister brand of Little Penny Thoughts. And that's where maybe Annette Kelly comes out of the brand and where I come alive in my talks and that's where I feel as if I'm making a difference. What's the biggest challenge you faced? Self-doubt. Mm. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. So um, I would definitely be my own worst critic. Mm-hmm. I can be incredibly hard on myself and sometimes I can't believe my luck. And I would think that 
I am going to get found out <laughs> that someone's coming to say here this girl isn't who she is presenting to be but I, I know that that's not the truth I know that's just a thought that's in my head and that I am authentic that I am real that I am everything that I do is um, from a good place and I think business the word business used to scare me Sarah because it's quite cold mm-hmm. and I still struggle to say that I'm a businesswoman. I just I just still I, it, so do you think that when you're sometimes if you're on the stage do you look out into that sea of faces and think they don't think I'm good enough they don't think I should be here or how do you get over that it's, it's not even in um public it's in private it's in my it's in my quiet moments that I would you know sometimes doubt myself and then I then CBT is a wonderful tool I I cognitive behavior therapy is something that has absolutely transformed my thinking yeah. and my my negative thoughts to help me think more rationally and to believe that I you know I am worthy um I do deserve success because I work hard and that I'm meant to be where I am at the minute and it is my hope that I that I help people and I think that when you remain true to yourself and authentic to yourself um, you can overcome the self-doubt you can overcome that thought that that you're not good enough because everybody's good enough in their own right and in their own field and that's something that I try and ta- I talk weekly about it online about knowing your worth yeah. and that's the hardest it's the hardest thing to do to know your own worth and other people can tell you your worth but unless you believe it yourself You'll not live in your power. You'll not live in that, you know, confidence and contentment that, you know what, um, you're doing your utmost best and that's simply all you can do. And, yeah, that's... that's And nobody can be perfect. There's so much out there about, you know, the danger of thinking we... Of perfectionism. Totally. And I would have um, struggled with that as a teacher. Yeah. And that's why I felt that I was always chasing my tail... I wanted, you know, everything to be to be perfect, but that's not real life. No. It's not real life um in your personal life. It's not real life in your professional life. You know, we're perfectly imperfect and mm-hmm. we, we all are flawed. We all have our strengths and we we equally have our weaknesses as well. And I think that's what makes us human. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us real and do you know what I love, Sarah, is that now people are coming out behind their businesses. They're sharing things more, and people years ago used to be of the mindset that someone that was running the business had it all sussed. But now people are being open and honest, and that's why I'm glad to be speaking yeah. on this um, interview. It's probably one of my most honest interviews. I was going to say this, thank you for your honesty. Um, about just how I didn't want to come on here today and you know speak of how well everything's going because everything, yes, is going well. But in order for it to go well, it takes work and it takes work from within, from within me. And also I said there a big thing was communicating, you know, with your team. I'm very lucky that my my family is my team, but I also have amazing role models in business as well that I would look up to and think um, if they can do it, I can too. And that's the power of people. Jennifer Rock, the skin nerd. She's Dublin, Dublin based. Um, Linda Stinson mm-hmm. um, from she's actually from just down the road from me. She's the CEO of Bellamienta. Oh right, yeah. Um, Gronium, Tan. yes, Tan, yes, 
Grania McCoy, uh-huh. um, which would be a great friend of mine. She inspires me as well, and we're friends on a personal level, and we would um, send each other voice notes to spur each other on yeah. and encourage each other. There are so many. There, there. Do you know what? I I could be sitting um, here all day speaking about people inspiring me because I am inspired by so many. I'm inspired by the go getters, the people that encourage each other, and the people that are real and say, do you know what? It's not all rosy. But we pick up and get on with it. And um, when you know that they've got your back as well and that, you know, at times if they're going through a difficult time, they can turn to you. And that's yes. what it's all about, isn't it? Knowing who's in your inner circle. That's it. And actually who genuinely is in your, genuinely Definitely. pleased for you and will do anything for you. You said it. And there are so many people that are surrounded by people who are maybe shouldn't be in their inner circle. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I think it's important, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. So what do you put out there, you will get back. And it's not about you know, you know, having loads of friends and acquaintances, but it's just that trusted few that give you that sense of protection and security. And I and I have probably have learned that the hard way, yeah. um, in many ways, especially in the influencer world and the world of social media. Um, I used to go to the open of an envelope, you know, I would be there. But now I'm more more selective selective of of where I need to be for even just to prevent burnout well yeah that's you know that's that's massive and and you you have said as well that people think you just go around drinking coffee all day and (laughs) having a great time people just think I go and drink coffee it's lovely and it's so not that at all and yeah Yeah. and and being selective and knowing what's right for you and I always think you know what purpose does this serve is it serving me and you know will I benefit from this how will it help others if that's what your value is and your goal is this is helping others or you you don't have to say yes all the time or you will end Absolutely. up burning And another tip um, in business would be, would be make time for your loved ones. Yeah. Because you can just get so absorbed in your work and then you realise you know, you're missing out on the good stuff. So you tell know, me about the, the good stuff then. Oh, the good stuff. Oh, I've the, oh, the great stuff. The great stuff. So I have an amazing group of friends that I just love spending time with. I have different wee pockets of friends. And just, you know, I've, I'm 32 and now I feel very comfortable in my friendship circle. Yeah. Um, and also my, my sisters, my Sinead, is, she's not involved in the business, but she's like a best friend too, along with Orla and my brother Paul. So there's a big family there's there? There's a big family, Sinead, Orla, Paul, and I'm the baby, I'm the wee little oh, one. Oh, you're the baby? I'm the baby. And are you the boss then? I don't know if I'm the boss, but I'm probably the most outspoken. <laughs> maybe I, I haven't always told the line. Um, my my daddy's um, Lawrence and my mother's uh, name is Sue, and you know, I know they often wonder where did I come from. <laughs> you know, but um, definitely, mummy and daddy are just very kind-hearted people and very selfless people. Big into the community and you know volunteering, and in our house there was no gossip. You know, right. around the table, so nobody ever really spoke ill of anyone, and I hopefully I have carried that trait on in That's terms. Wonderful, of that is rare. It, I, it is, you know, and I often say to mum and dad, I'm very thankful that I wasn't brought up in an environment where we spoke of other people. You know, the lives of other people didn't really interest unless it was good news. Yeah. And I know it's a, it's a, you know, people say, oh, you can't go on like that all the time. But I'm very grateful in, in my home that that was how I was reared. That, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, you know, 
say nothing at all, especially if it's got nothing to do with you. It's an old mantra, but actually, mm-hmm. we could all do with That's do it. applying it. And we all judge each other. Oh yeah. Let's be let's be real. We you know we're, we're only human, but sometimes we have to think: is the judgment a reflection of them or me? And often it's when you turn the light in yourself and think, "No, anyway, that's." And we've no idea what's going on no. in other people's lives. And again, it goes back to that comparison thing. That's totally. toxic. That is toxic, mm-hmm. Sarah. Very much so. And it's all about just rowing your own boat and, you know, seeing what you have in front of you and what what you can do with your skills and your abilities um, for, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And everyone has the ability to be of influence. Yeah. Everyone has the ability... You know, to use their skills, you know, as I say, for the greater good in terms of, you know, even in even in business, connecting with each other because everyone's got different skill set. Like even in the very studio we're here t- in today, you know, what a fabulous place! It's amazing, isn't like it? A resource, what resource place for people to come and share business ideas and and connect. And you need to do your own podcast. That's don't that's, you? That's the plan. That's the oh. plan. The jingle sorted. Really? I have a few guests lined up, but you know what? It's set and say time to actually do it, mm-hmm. and that would really make me tick. I would just love to launch my own podcast within the next few months because well, it's something that I would love. In Granite Exchange, they have a startup package as well. I'll give that a little plug. Brilliant. So they can help you get that off mm-hmm. the ground. They can help anybody do that. And Fantastic. You know, definitely podcasts are having a moment. Um, oh, see, I, I have so much still to ask you. I have to talk to you about the cold water swimming. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked me about that. Yeah. I am a massive advocate for cold water swimming. Love it myself. Isn't it just what? Like I just find it euphoric. Yeah, I didn't get my swim this morning because I had to come down from the north coast yes. to, to Newry, so I, did, I couldn't squeeze it in. But yes. uh, it maybe makes we'll, you feel alive. we'll get once one day together. Wouldn't that be fun? that'd be class? I just I think it's just it's one of them things where when I started to do it, um, it was all that it was actually the happy pair down in Wicklow um, a few years back. I seen that they're two twins and I thought they're doing this and there was a real sense of community. And I would have went down to Wicklow an odd time and swam there. But I never really did it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really a done thing. But I think throughout this past year, a lot of people have embraced yeah. cold water swimming and now it is definitely part of you know my week especially when it's coming into the the warmer weather i'm i'm a wee bit braver and i would take different people along with me whether it's friends or family members and actually my brother-in-law and my sister Sinead did it with me there during the week in helen's bay and you know what i was we were talking about it on the way home and it nearly shocks you into the day <laughs> it's class shocks it's yeah. class uh-huh. euphoric uh-huh. and you know, and the shrieks and the, the laughs sh- and the thrill of it, it. Yeah. and it's it's the one time of day where all where all I have to do is remember to catch my breath and mm. practice my breathing. And sometimes throughout the day, your head can be here, there, and everywhere. But when you're in the water, all you can think about is catching your breath, mm-hmm. and that's the, the beauty of, of cold water mm-hmm. swimming. And it's the I feel like exhilarated when I get out, and I can't explain it to people and unless they do it themselves. That's it. And it is that, you know, everybody goes past me and they'll say, oh, I don't know how you do that. How did you get in there today? What's the water like? And I think, it's okay once you're in. When you're in your And it's like anything, really. It's a lesson in business. It's okay. Take the leap. Give it Mm -hmm. a go. What's the worst that could happen? And it's amazing what you can adopt to. Yeah. 
that's it and what you thought might terrify you or shock you or scare you or even doing things a wee bit differently starting your morning differently I call my morning time now I get up an hour earlier yeah since January and I call it bonus time yeah and see when you get your bonus time in you feel as if you've got a wee head start in your day and you're doing it for you and then I feel as if I'm a better version of myself Mm -hmm. I'm more productive more with it now does it happen every day absolutely not but that's the difference between a good day and a great day what a way to end I love it yes uh, reclaim the morning getting up and getting it when you're in there and there's hardly anybody out and the morning is special isn't it so special and then the sun rays bouncing off the much better than lying in bed and looking at your phone and scrolling Yes, and as I you used know to what? do. Oh, absolutely. And I would remind myself if I have time to stroll, I've time to stroll. <laughs> Love it. Um, it has been a joy talking to you, Annette. And, you know, we always end with this final thought. The purpose, really, of this podcast is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insight into the success of companies such as yours. So, finally, What advice would you give to people who may have a business idea but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether or not it's a risk worth taking? So connect with people in that industry, first and foremost, to try and gain insight to the reality of it. You know, some people, you know, I walked in, I walked in blind personally myself and if I was to do things again I think I would have connected with more people um, and kind of swallowed my pride and realised you don't know all the answers and in order to you know seek learning and seek answers you have to ask ask questions so ask questions connect with people maybe in the industry that you're interested in branching into but also try and silence the inner critic in your head that's maybe telling you that you can't do it or it'll be a flop or you'll be a failure or just stick at your day job you know and a lot of people unfortunately are quite miserable in their line of work which actually makes me so sad because work is so integral to your well-being and it's it's even your your day and your week it takes up so much of your life and why not do something that you enjoy and I know it's not as black and white as that people have bills to pay you know mortgages I I totally understand that but anyone out there that is miserable in their job and they feel as if their job is making them quite unwell and maybe they have a passion on in a different area just because you've been doing something for years doesn't mean that you can't rewrite the script you know you're not a tree you can move and that's that's the beauty of taking that leap of faith and nothing ventured nothing gained and you don't have to climb the whole staircase you just have to take that first step and it could be writing that message making that phone call and speaking speak it saying it out loud you may be what you would like to do and be careful who you say it to because often friends and family can you know, say, oh, no, or kind of... Catch yourself on. Catch yourself on. You have a good, steady job. You know, stick where you are. But sometimes if you have... You can have a, such a life-changing conversation with one person that can actually spur you on to just go for it. And nothing ventured, nothing gained. And you'll never know unless you try. And if you have a burning desire to try, I am telling you, try it. Because you never know where it may lead you. And I'm so glad 
in 2019 I made that decision to try and I'm still trying and I'm still here. <laughs> That's all we can do. Annette Kelly, it's been a joy. Annette Kelly, founder of Little Penny Thoughts on the Public Eye Podcast. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.